listening to the State Bar of Texas podcast channel. I'm Jillian Beck. In this episode, we'll hear Rocky Deer of Dallas-based Atlas Legal Research and the host of Texas Bar TV, talking with Texas lawyers and legal professionals about important trends and topics in the law. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rocky Deer with Texas Bar TV at the 2016 State Bar of Texas Annual Meeting. Next to me here today, we've got Liz DeLoya. She's, she's been a longtime supporter of our, of our adaptable lawyer track. She's spoken many times, and she's got a fascinating story. But let's first find out a little bit more about Liz, because you know, one of the things I love about this annual meeting is you get to catch up with old friends. You get to see people you haven't seen in a while, and you get to meet some, some very amazing new people. And so Liz and I have known each other a long time, but... First of all, Liz, let's let's talk a little bit about your background and okay. and the the kind of law you practice. You know what's kind of brought you to where you are today. Let's. I'll hear I'll your give story. you the Reader's Digest version. I actually started my career as a truck driver, and um, after driving for a while, I went to college and got a degree from Hampshire College in Amherst, Massachusetts. Ken Burns, a famous alum of ours, so that's the only claim to fame we have. I went on from there, and um, I wrote my thesis on trucking deregulation. What are you going to do with a BA in political economy and public policy? You're going to go to law school, so I did. I went to Brooklyn Law School. I continued to drive in um, during breaks and summers, and I litigated freight claims when I got out of law school. So I was still really interested in trucking. And one day I was sitting on the subway, and I saw a picture of Florida, and I thought, you know, I'm ready to get out of New York. So there was an old ICC practitioner I was working with, and um, he introduced me to a source for a job in Florida. So I worked in-house for 10 years for um, less than truckload, truckload, and tank line carriers in a variety of roles, general counsel, VP of HR and safety, and a lot of compliance work. And then I worked at Office Depot for 13 years. I did employment law and also HR there. And then I was also a VP of HR at a local mortgage company. So all through that, I worked with a lot of um, hourly employees, and I really started to understand the challenges that they had, especially in the recruiting space that are so different than, than salaried people. For example, hourly folks don't often have resumes, and increasingly they don't have computers either. They skipped computers and went right to smartphones. But I looked around and I thought, wow, um, there's great ways for people to apply for jobs on LinkedIn and other platforms, but there's not really anything out there for hourly folks. We need to change that. So I launched HR Virtuoso. All right, so let's let's talk for a second about HR Virtuoso. And you know, I you you've told me about it, but I don't think everybody out there has heard the story. So tell us what it is. HR Virtuoso is recruiting software that we sell to companies, and what it does is it helps them increase their candidate pool by making it easier for people to apply for jobs. The company has a more diverse selection of candidates, so they can pick the best people for the job. So have you have you basically given up the practice of law, or are you no, still doing it? No, I still do quite a bit of HR consulting also, especially with complex project management. A lot of wage and hour work these days with the FLSA changes. Um, so I, I also work on reductions in forces and other projects like that. So now let's, let's talk for a second about, and th- this kind of goes back to, Liz gave a talk during the Adaptable Lawyer Ignite mm-hmm. 
Ignite session. Let's talk about about being a startup. I mean, you, you, you went from, you know, most of the time, my experience, lawyers, probably yours, is we tend to be a bit of a risk-averse group. Very much so. Overinsured, all that good oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's, if your insurance lapses, it's like that <laughs> King of the Hill episode where you, you, you hold yourself in the house and don't go anywhere. So how did you make that leap? And what do you think other lawyers who may be secretly wanting to become business people, mm-hmm. what can they learn from it? Well, I think it's important. You taught me early on to have a good amount of cash um, to fund this, and you were absolutely right. It can realistically take a couple of years before you're able to take a paycheck. It may even take longer. And then when you're talking about development, that's a whole other piece because it's like building a house, and it can cost as much as building a house, really. So I think it's important to try things, um, vet your idea. We talked about that during my Ignite presentation. You know, as lawyers, we have a tendency to want a non-disclosure agreement, confidentiality agreement before we talk about anything. You know, I found that there's not that many people quite as crazy as I am to actually build a software platform. I vetted my idea with the nerdiest recruiters I knew here in DFW. I talked to a lot of hiring managers and and people like that. I talked to a lot of hourly people as to what would really make it easy to apply for jobs. And in all those discussions, not one person took my idea and said, I'll go build it. I kept a little secret sauce in my back pocket. But I think it's important to vet your idea and make sure you're really solving a true business problem. You know, Rocky, we hear about um, startups that make millions of dollars on Snapchat Mm -hmm. and other lifestyle type of apps, but those are the exceptions. Most people make more money on the business side, so when you're solving a real problem, the world is yours. Well, that's a that's a that's a great message, and and one that I think a lot of lawyers need to hear about. Are there are there other problems maybe that you think need to be solved? (laughs) Is there is there is there something out there that's kind of an underserved market that? you think lawyers ought to be thinking about is I think there's opportunities in the practice of law to streamline maybe processes and documents and things like that um, you know I, the sky's the limit if you can dream it we can build it there's no doubt about it so is your long-term plan to to continue with kind of practicing and consulting and also having the software business or are you are you eventually going to transition and be full-time CEO of HR Virtuoso? (laughs) Well, I am full-time CEO right now. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have just signed a major contract with DMN Media, and what they'll be doing is working with advertisers on um, digital advertising and also social media advertising. We call it programmatic recruiting, and we'll act as the catcher's mitt for all that advertising. So we're hoping to grow that business and um, expand. So, yeah, I mean, eventually I probably will hang up the HR consulting and do this predominantly, but for now, I still like having a hand in employment law. Well, Liz, it's 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 been a pleasure. Your talk was phenomenal, and for those of you that that are maybe thinking about making that leap into on, into entrepreneurship, Liz can tell you from the front lines what it's been like. Come and re- call, reach out to me. I mean, don't be shy. Give me a call or link in with me because um, you know, I'd love to share the the ups and downs and everything in between. HRVirtuoso. HRVirtuoso.com. So look her up. And Liz, thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for watching. And for those of you that have attended State Bar Annual Meeting 2016, we're glad to have you here. Those of you that missed it, we hope to see you next year. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rocky Deer for Texas Bar TV. We'll see you next time.